This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Jets Radio. Mr. Primetime. We back. <laughs> There's not, I mean, I can't believe we're here right now, to be I honest can. with you. I can. I'm still surprised that we're here, but it's not it's not surprising. This is this is the New York Jets we're talking about. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a a part of you, the cynical same old Jets fan that I thought was dead probably around the bye week. And then Week by week, this team beat me over the head and had to remind me that they're the New York Jets, led by their fearless head coach, Robert Sala, their fearless, powerful general manager, Joe Douglas, and their wonderful elite-level owner, Woody Johnson. Had to be reminded, dude. Good times, right? Six and three to seven and four to complete collapse. Epic uh, meltdown. How, how many coaches bounce back from a collapse like that? You don't see many. We're going to discuss all of this because this is the, the joy of having this channel after a complete debacle, after just an endless day of rage and anger, a night just being pissed off and watching other teams make the playoffs. And now we're, we're 12 years out the playoffs. And lucky us. Here's the lucky part of being about a Jet fan. We now enter the offseason with more questions than answers. What more could you ask for? It's great, well, we it's got, great hey, for content, you know, right? It's great for content. We got Sauce Gardner, though. That's great. Yeah, you have Sauce got Garrett Wilson. That's great. The most important position. You just got to give. You just got to give it time, Tyson. You got to yeah, give it time. time. That's all you they need. Give it time. Wait, time and patience. Trust the process. We don't. Have, we don't, We just. We're just not patient enough. Be, we'll, we'll bring on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off the fucking rails tonight. This could be my last stream. I think because it may be my last <laughs> one. It could very well be my last stream. Uh-oh. I'm. I'm done. I've. I've absolutely had it. Oh. What's up, third amigo? What's going on, fellas? Um. I'm probably gonna get kicked off the show tonight. Uh, if y'all going back to the old rules, um, oh, I, I, I'm gonna. Right, so I, I'll be the rational one tonight. it's no, it's it's no rationality. It's no talking about this shit. It, it's no none of that. I, I, I truly, I truly feel what Tyson is at. My whole day was ruined. My Sunday was ruined. My first day of the new year was ruined. And prime time, you you made a key statement: six and three and seven and four. All we asked for for meaningful games in December. We got meaningful games in December, and they didn't, they didn't show the fuck up. 
Like this, this, this the debacle of a of a of what we just watched, of of, of having games you have to win, a playoff mentality, and to come off flat. And if if you watch Cockney's Cockney's interview, he said the same exact thing. Yep. They came out flat. And how do you, in a moment this big? to a team that's done this well, give us the same thing. And we call for seven wins. We got our seven fucking wins. And this is yeah. not the way I plan on getting it. And this is absolutely, I haven't. Th- this this is bad. the opposite. This is the opposite of how we expected to have it, right? Like we expected the slow start early in the year. Zach Wilson was hurt, tougher schedule. They'd be playing better in the second half. Zach Wilson making progress. This is the opposite of what we expected. It's not how you they start. It's how you, how you start. It's how, how you finish, man. Yep, I I, I, I want to say this real quick, and I'll let y'all just go ahead and vent. But I, I want to say this right here, and this is what gets me more than anything. And I got back because I was all frustrated and depressed all day long. And I'm going to tell you this. You know what I felt like? 2015, that Buffalo game. I feel worse than that right now. Yep. This All this shit, all this season, all this, this being pumped up, being happy, and they pulled the fucking rugs underneath me and just let me fall on my ass, bro. This is some bullshit. But, but, you, but, you, but you don't see the growth that's taking place behind closed doors. What we'll do is we'll just go to make it easier and kind of organize. We'll go from top to bottom because there's a lot to discuss, yeah. a lot of anger, a lot of shit. But before we do all that, we got to something, discuss something pretty cool, man. Really we cool. finally reached 10,000 subscribers. Man. Pretty freaking crazy. So. The really cool part about this, other than 10,000 subscribers, is we have an awesome community that helps us get through all this. But I think more importantly is this community rallies and and, gener- and creates and gives back a lot of money to the community, man. Like, yeah. like 10,000 subscribers is, is awesome. I really appreciate it. But I'm a lot more proud of all the money we raise for, like, the Mark D. Lee toy drive. You know, giving back to the food bank, giving back to the Defensive Line Foundation. And that's something that I hope you guys are all proud of. Because that's that's probably means more than anything, man, that everybody knows, like, you know, the one guy was trying to come at me today, like, oh, the trust in the process shit. Yeah, dude, you know what that trust in the process shirt did? It raised $1,000 for a toy drive. Yeah, what have you done? You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. that's the really cool. So we appreciate the support, but also we, we appreciate all the generosity from everybody too, man. It's It's been overwhelming, to be honest. Yeah, that, that, that's what's so cool about doing this. The community, the just the outpouring of support, all the interactions that we get, like, that's what makes it all worth it for us. And I still remember, like, when I reached out to you back in, what was it, like, 2015 when we first started this, like, for me, it was just all about, like, having a voice and just being able to vent, you know, having a, an escape outlet. And I, I can't even think of, like, where my fucking life would be right now or, like, what I'd be doing if I didn't have this show three nights a week to be doing for the last eight years. So really appreciate all the support, guys. And I, I just want to say this right here, like, you know, everybody knows my story. I was, I was Tyrone from Virginia just calling in and, you know, I just got a chance to be on a show with two great guys and, and talk about Jets, something I love doing, but it's, it's, it's way bigger than that, you know, and, and I want to say this and my head goes off to you guys because y'all really don't, y'all really have no clue how much Tyson the primetime really, really put into this behind the scenes. It's a lot to go on. You know, a lot of people to think also Jay as well, but you know, the, the thing about getting 10,000 subscribers on this channel right here, you guys did it your way. You, you could have did it the other way and kiss ass and be all fake and phony. You give a platform and you give it to everybody. You don't discriminate. You don't give a shit what team you love. At the end of the day, you let everybody have a voice, man. And that shit right there means volumes, man. Thank so, you, Balls. That's what I say, Balls, you're crazy, man. Balls, you're a big part of this, too. And, like, the one thing, too, is, like, the, the really cool thing is it's like, it's like a big family, man. Like we had our, we had our tailgate down in Charlotte last year. We're like, we don't know who's going to show up. Not only we sold it out, but it was cool hanging out with everybody and running people yeah. in the stadium. And even primetime, like we had like the, we made up at the training camp. We meet up at the tailgates in the parking lot, the game. And 
to get a chance to meet everybody, it's like you you, you become friends with everybody. That's the cool thing about all this. And balls, you're we met you down in Charlotte, man. It's absolutely, like, yes, sir. Dude, but it's cool meeting everybody. Yeah, Sam man. Darwin poster. So yeah. yeah, absolutely, yes, sir. It's I mean, a lot. It, of fun, I, and, I, and honestly, I mean, it, it never gets old. Like being at games, at tailgates, whatever, and like seeing somebody that recognizes you and just coming up to you and saying what's up, and that they watch your content, like that's it's fucking amazing. And you know, we love that we get to share this platform with you guys. It's not just us talking. Like you guys get a voice in this too. We're not trying to you know, just like steal all the spotlight and shit like that. Like we share this platform with you guys, you guys get a say. And I think that's what's made it such a, a tight knit community. So shout out to all you guys. It's awesome. And it's, a, it's a real jet channel. It's not about, you know what I'm saying? Just it's authentic. The, yeah, absolutely. Going with the program and just saying, you know, saying the right thing. You get a chance to come on here, man. You get to voice your opinion, you say how you feel. And at the end of the day, man, every real jet fan feels this way at some point. Cause this team always seems to do it to us, man. But I love you guys. I love all the, the, the subscribers, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All the good stuff. And we welcome Muppets too. We welcome Muppets. Yo. <laughs> what up, Elmo? Let me give it up to Elmo first, baby. <laughs> so so again, thank you to everybody. You know, I'll make a video after this just to talk about it more. But and the other thing too is congrats to Jose, man, too. Um um, we talked a lot of shit to Jose. I talked endless shit on his, I went on his channel. I talked all <laughs> kinds of shit and congrats to Jose, mm -hmm. you know? So nah, let's start at the beginning you, of Mike. this nah, because this, Jose. this is, this is going to be, a, this show is going to be a disaster because where do you yeah. want to start? Well, we'll start with this going into the game. We'll start being the expectations for this team on 10 days rest is you come out fast, you come out physical, you come out furious. You're going to see energy. You're going to see passion. You're going to see preparation. You're going to see all this stuff, right? Three plays into the game, you're down 7 nothing, And at that point, we all knew we're fucked. Mm -hmm. We knew it then that this team did not come to play, and they were lifeless. And that starts with the goddamn head coach. And I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear about, it's we need this, we need this. No. You had 10 days, dude. The playoffs are on the line, and this team was lifeless the entire game. Furthermore, they were lifeless against Jacksonville. That's two weeks in a row. Playoffs on the line, season on the line, lifeless. Robert Sala is supposed to be a leader of men. Players love to play for him. They want to fight for him. They want to do this. They give their anything. That whole 60% rule he had on his fucking T-shirt, right? Where'd that T-shirt go? Where'd all his catchphrases go? All gas, no break. Where's all that shit at? And what did you do? You fell fat on, flat on your fucking face. Embarrassing, dude. You can, There's no way to justify this. It's inexcusable. And any other head coach that loses five games in a row like this, embarrassing themselves, when he could lose another one next week, would be fired. That's it. This is Todd bullshit. If this coach was named Adam Gase, what would we be doing? We want to fire it immediately. If this coach was named Todd Bowles, what would we say? He should be fired. Prime time. We'll start with you first, dude. This stuff is inexcusable. This is a second-year coach that the team quit on him. They're not reacting to him now. They've been lifeless for five. They've been lifeless it, since the it, bye for the most part. It, it almost feels like he's tried so hard to almost be their friend when shits hit the fan. You know, like he's not their coach. He's not. You know, he's not somebody that's getting in their face. He's not actually coaching them on the sidelines. You watch Dable and some of the interactions that he's had this year with Daniel Jones and some of the other players on that roster. Remember that that's not his roster. That's not his quarterback. And look at the job that he did in year one. That's the head coach. Sala right now, he's, he, tr he tries to be an overseer. And, you know, he gives his defensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator a lot of freedom to do whatever they want. But you're the head coach. It all falls on you. So if there's something you don't like, whether it's practice, game prep, play calling, in-game, you have to step up and make a change. And to this point, the last five weeks, what has he done? Especially in-game or even game prep. They, they've started slow every week. 
they look flat almost every week. Yep. And in game, like they're, they're not making these adjustments. Like the defense has given up long drives and like the offense, they, they can't do anything in the red zone. It, it's both sides of the ball. And that all falls on the head coach. Yeah. I mean, we'll ju- we're just starting with that, Tyrone. The, just the the expectation of the effort, the passion, the pride, what you expected out of his team and what you got from the first, dude, the first play of the game, 60-yard run. Then they get a stop, boom, touchdown, 7 nothing. You're like, wait a minute. This was this this was reminiscent to when Quinn Williams got the forced to turnover, the Jets kicked the field goal. We're like, we know what this is going to be. Suck the life out of the team. The life was sucked out of his team, what, two minutes into the game? You watch. <clears throat> I, I knew how this was going from, like, from like, as you said, Tyson, the first touchdown. I already saw how it was going. It was no energy. And primetime, you touched on something that I've been saying and I've been trying to put out there. The problem is, man, like our defense is good. But what happens is people are starting to figure out our defense. You're not making fucking adjustments during the game. None. Halftime, you make adjustments. It was not working. Then I'm not even talking offense. about deep. I'm not even talking about defense, no, 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 dude. No, 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 I'm no, focusing no, directly on the coach because I, I, this, this is on him throughout the entire game. That's what, that's what I'm going to. As a head coach, when things are not working, you're a defensive guy, you make in-game adjustments. That's been the problem. That has not been done all season long. These guys came out flat. I'm not going to say they quit on him. He does not motivate these men to the message that he's saying they do. Listen, the last three weeks were must-win games. And two of those games, we came out flat as shit. They, they came out with no energy, nope. no effort, no understanding, no adjustment. And your head coach looks lifeless on the sidelines. He doesn't I'll, do anything to motivate men. You know what I'm saying? Like He doesn't. He'll he argue with a ref. Yo, go talk to your team. Tell them step up. After that first drive, I said, okay, maybe they'll make an adjustment. It was countless problems like that. That's the issue, man. He doesn't – I don't know what he's doing, but it's, that shit is not working to lose five games in a row. It's despicable, man. Despicable. I'm telling you, dude, it's it's inexcusable. And and I know people are saying, oh, do you want to start a whole rebuild all over again? You want to start all this? The, the, the whole goal, primetime, we've said this yesterday. We've said it all season long. We had two questions coming into the season. Do we have the right head coach? Do we have the right quarterback? Zach is not the right quarterback. And we honestly don't know about this head coach because there's a lot of bad things happening here. And the people want to tell me, well, there's some good things. Know what the good things are? They're individual performances. You got Sauce Gardner. You got Garrett Wilson. You got DJ Reed. You got Quinn Williams. That's great. But i like somebody to tell me, just tell me, what has gotten better from the beginning season to the end of the season? What what is what what do you hang when you see Coach Sala? What are you hanging your hat on saying? You know what? I know Coach Sala can do this. He's a defensive minded guy. The defense got worse, relatively healthy, right? Where are yeah, all the injuries yeah. on defense? It's not defense is there. I mean, they they can't they couldn't get stops. They can't get turnovers. They gave up they gave up the game early on. The offense is arguably getting worse. Now you want to say AVT and Brees Hall is being out? It's fine, but they are they're, still, they're getting worse. Nothing improved throughout the season. And then the one thing is they were seven and four opportunities staring them in the face. They started getting a little smug. They started to get a little overconfident and there they go. And he couldn't stop the bleeding. He still can't stop the bleeding. And he's talking about the time. You said it perfectly. The press conference before the Seattle game really pissed me off. It wasn't a fire and brimstone speech. It was like, wasn't like we have a chance to win the playoffs. We got to get this. off the mat. Like I'm not a sense of urgency where you're like, you know what? We got to get this shit going. You know what, man? Like we just got to get off the mat right now. It was almost like he was defeated. Like he was like in the doldrums, like man, man, you know. Well, you know what, man? We have to Matt, like, a, you know, like when you're a fighter that's in the like the fifteenth round and you've lost fourteen rounds, you're like, man, I just got to just try to get through it. It was like Sal was getting through it. 
He should have been like chopping at the bit, like we are going to redeem ourselves. But that's where you're supposed to have your coach get in your face and say, hey, this that's is the last right. round. You leave it all out there. Yes, like like Leon Edwards, I mean, fifth round, like that speech. Like, that's that's what Solid needed to do. A second that's what life. he needed to do. When, when you're sitting here, when you're sitting here and you get you get a gift from Green Bay, then you understand how important this is because you fumbled the ball already. The, the this opportunity that was given to you was just fell in your lap. You you are you your players are talking about, oh well, it's the football guards, it's a whatever, whatever. And then you show up and you perform to that inability to perform. That shit was pathetic. That shit was pathetic. This matter of fact. I'm not going to say Silas not the guy. I'm not saying that. But whatever he needs to fix needs to get fixed immediately. All what's, that trying to be what, what's calm he gonna, and relaxed. What's he going to fix, though? Did you hear him talk today about, like, being loyal today to his coordinators? And, like, today you know, was he said he was in the same shoes in, in San Francisco with uh, yeah. with Shanahan. In year two as defensive coordinator, he, he could have been the scapegoat. So you could already see where this is going. He's not firing Ulbrich. He's not firing well, LaFleur. See, this He's not going to use them as a scapegoat. But Ulbrich, listen, but at, at some point, at some point, being a head coach, man, you have to be – he said he's the overseer. That's fine. Did the overseer, what the fuck is going on during the game? Yeah. If you're watching this and you're not making any kind of adjustments at all, I mean, you're not trying to fix anything. You're letting the same problems continue to happen. Seattle is the worst run defense in the, I mean, in the league. You're not telling your offensive coordinator to make changes. Yeah, but Tom, but it goes. But to me, to me, it goes deeper than this. And uh, this is a, this is a really good point too. And this is something we talked about in a while. It says Salah can be summed up as a head coach on one play, not holding Quincy Williams accountable when he hit Jalen Hurts late, getting cursed out by the Eagles coaching staff, and standing like a statue. Salah doesn't like to. He, he rarely it's holds like confrontation. But the thing like is this, Tyrone. Now the offense will get to the defense. Now going into the game, like dude, I'm a dumb fan. I call, I knew the blueprint to the game going in. You know how Seattle was going to attack us. Yep. They're going to attack the linebackers and safeties, and Gino's going to run the ball, and they're going to do things like that. It was obvious. We said it, we said it on Friday night. We talked about it. Yeah. We literally talked about it, right? Yep. So when this is happening, as this game is playing out and you see it, Salah, while he's the CEO of the team, you go over to Ulbricht and be like, we got to change this. We got to change this. We got to blitz more, play Bryce Huff more, which is co completely criminal at this point. But you take like I'm like everybody wants to fire Ulbricht, which is fine. I, I don't care. But this is Salah's defense. Like Bingo. this is his scheme. This is his mindset. This it's is his a, philosophy. It's like the Todd Bowles, Casey Rogers thing. Like what does Casey Rogers shit. do? What does Jeff Ulbricht do? Same shit. This same is shit. because when they talk about Salah with his schemes, he's like, we only rush four for this. But these are his principles. These are his, his philosophies, and his yeah. his coach is carrying them out and following what he's told to do. So you you can you're gonna find scapegoats. But this coach can't, he can't take a pass for the defense. He can't. No, no. And it's like, and it's not like you're playing the Buffalo Bills every week. This is, you're, you're, you lost to the Jaguars. And I'm tired of hearing excuses because the defense doesn't have all the injuries the offense does. So it's just, and the, to, and the start of the game was seven nothing right off the bat. They weren't tackling, they looked tired, they looked uninspired, they looked flat. That's on the coach. There's yep. no way to sugarcoat that. It's, it's impossible. Yep. No. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, 
Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Right? I mean, what? No. No, I got nothing else to say. I mean, team was completely flat. Like you said, they, they didn't show up for, for the biggest game of the year when, when they were given a second, a third chance at life. Right, we, we we were talking during the Lion game. They got to win four in a row. Yep. Then it, then it's Jacksonville. All right, you got to win three in a row now. No way, you, yep. no way you could lose the AFC and game. You know, can, they can lose that, and thing? then there's and they still had a chance to can control their Can I say one more thing though? They still blew it. You know what I hate about Salah, and and I know I'm coming off negative as fuck tonight. I genuinely don't care anymore. Let it all out. What I, what I hate is I hate when he justifies losing. Well, you got to understand, man. We played a Lion team that was getting really hot. We played a very good Viking team. We played a very good Buffalo Bills team. So what are you telling me, Coach? You can only beat bad teams. You're only going to show up against a bad team, but when you play a good team, it's okay to lose to them. How do you have higher fucking standards? How do you, you know try that like, goddamn idea? It, it, it legitimately oh. sounds like he's trying to not only convince Save himself of all this stuff, not, not only convince himself, but yeah, to convince ownership and but Joe dude, Douglas that he's actually doing a good job and his team is progressing when well, they're what not. What's that standard though? Like, oh, you, you got to understand, Jaguars are getting high at the right time, and that's a tough team. Everybody's that's a tough team. That's your job coach. though. That's, that's your it. job. Why aren't the Jets that's hot? His job. <laughs> exactly. Why aren't the Jets? Listen. Uh, I, I, listen, my problem with this is is, is I, I don't think Arbrick's the problem, and I don't think he I think he didn't make adjustments. But that's that goes to the coach not telling him what to do. He's running your defense, okay? So I've been saying this problem all season long. We've been having this conversation about you're not getting there with four. Well, you, listen, the game in Detroit was lost because you wasn't getting there with four. If you're not getting there with four, listen, you, you know that he panics when he gets pressure, and you send no pressure. Makes no sense. With Gino, it's the same opportunity. But what I'm saying to you guys is this. The problem was the intensity. There was none. There was none. You watch all these pregame speeches and hear these guys talk about what they're going to do and fire up. When they sit on the field, man, they shut the fuck down. They were not into it. But see, the and thing is, but the, question, the coach. but the question is, you, you start to wonder, do they have, actually have faith in this coaching staff? Do they even believe in them? Do they, do they, you know, do they buy into this whole program now? Because based on five losses in a row, I don't think so. They like him. Nice guy. Cool, that's, cool, buys him cool t-shirts. That's, that's exactly I think how we all feel. He, he's and, and a the good thing dude, is, a guy that you'd love having a beer with, but do I want him as my X's and O's head coach to lead me to a championship? Is he respected? Right now, I, I don't know. They, they may be too comfortable. They he may be too much of a place control. They're just too comfortable. Like, nice guy, but he's not gonna do this, he's not gonna do that. And it's just and I, I they just he just justifies losing too much. He has an excuse for everything. Like at one point, I'd like for him to say, "You know what? This is unacceptable. This is all unacceptable." It's too, it's too early in the process for him to say that. He's what? not going to losing five in a row. He, 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 he keeps preaching time and patience. That? that this is all going to take time. These are young players. They're still growing behind. Clo- I mean, he, he was he was going on not about that today. Do you ever see that every player coach be the same way? Like you're too cool with your players instead of holding them accountable? Because yeah. to me, that listen, there is no way that my team's going to come out. And I'm supposed to be the number fifth defense in the league and just allow them just to run down the field like we're not even in. They've got they've got individual like Tyson was saying, they've got individual guys on defense with killer instincts and a head coach that's just passive as shit with this defense. Yep. It's not it's not gonna mesh. At some point it's gonna come to a head, I think. Absolutely. So you start we'll start with Solomon. I think obviously I don't think I don't think Woody Johnson has the balls to fire him, to be honest with you, because the Jets are gonna preach stability, you know. You gotta trust the process and one more year. And the way the way Salah talked today, he he talked like he had assurances, like you know, yeah. 
Like he he felt way too comfortable giving his bullshit like a used car salesman. So you just know he's coming back. And then the way he defended Mike LaFleur was embarrassing too. Like, bro, you're you're speaking. Well, that's you're why speaking. I was, that's why I was saying none yeah. of the coordinators are getting fired. He's not firing old. And that I'll be off the rails with that too. Yeah. So we'll go to the offense. And now you get you get Mike White back, which we all agree was a positive. But you're worried about what is his health? Is he yeah. able to throw the football? Can he do a lot of good things? You know, thank you, man. We appreciate that. But you're like, it, you know. You know, you, you like, what do you expect from Mike White? Can he throw the ball? Can he do things? But Tyrone, you touched on it. To me, honestly, I'm like, this is where the offensive line has got to step up and run the friggin' football. Establish your physical domination of the line. Flex your muscle a little bit. Herbig is out. Okay, you bring in LDT, who we all respected. But this is man up time, dude. This is no excuse time. Like, you've got to be physical. You've got to you got to get a lot of good things here, and you didn't get it. They, they just the offense. The offensive line disappointing. Early on, that, early on that first drive, they were running the football. I, I don't know if mm -hmm. the Seahawks just made adjustments Touchdown. after that or if the Jets just got away from it too much and they were throwing the ball too much. I mean, Mike White had, what was it, 50 or 45 or 44 yeah. passes, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it seemed like early on, if, if they stuck with the ground game, it could have worked. They had Seahawks holes. Got, Ty Johnson was hitting them. Yep. Donovan Knight had a big run too. But to me, it seems like they knew what we were doing. Like, I mean, to our running plays, I mean, we, we got a couple of opens. Ty Johnson had a big run. You know, I mean, we, we had a few runs. But it seems like every time we try to run the ball, like he runs the ball on first down every single fucking time. Like, you know, once we get a first down, they're, they're bringing eight to the line. The scripted like, plays no, never work. Exactly, it, they never work. And the problem is he doesn't check out of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm always thinking when they're hitting his helmet, I'm thinking he's going to another play. That's not working. And listen, our offensive line just got manhandled. They were the more physical team. And, and my problem is they were they are the worst team against the run. They gave yep. up 200 yards to the Raiders. You're Lions gave me? up 300 yards to the Panthers. We couldn't run oh, on them. Oh, this is crazy. But the man. thing is, this but is even crazy. just to look at to look at Mike White, he didn't play well. Like, and you want to say, was he hurt? What is this? Wh whatever it is, it didn't work. And he didn't play well. So I guess I assume he's playing this Sunday, which is cool, yeah. whatever. But, but I, I I've got one grievance though, like with the whole Mike White thing. I mean, if we're gonna be honest. He's had one bad game, right? If yep. Berrios makes a catch at Minnesota, Jets beat the Vikings. Yep. Yep. If Berrios makes another catch in the red zone and Michael Carter doesn't fumble at Buffalo, there's a good chance the Jets are in position to win that game on the road at Buffalo yep. and still possibly either be in the playoffs or maybe even competing for the, for, uh, yep. for the division still. So two years, last year, three starts, one bad game. This year, four starts, one bad game. And listen, yesterday might have been exactly what Mike White is. It's yep. very possible. But the fact that we've completely now written him off, he's not part of our future anymore, off of that one game with busted yep. ribs, when Zach Wilson does the opposite, he has one decent game followed by three bad games, and it's just an, an, a never-ending cycle of opportunities for him. Yep. No, I mean, that's, why, that's why I love you, Primetime, because you, you stick with reality. I've heard so many people just want to bash Mike White for one bad game. Uh, the whole factor does not factor in how bad the line played. You know that that's a big thing. And he he played like shit though. Rips. I mean, especially in the second half, he played like shit. I'm not I'm not No, no, he didn't play well. He didn't play well. First, first half, I thought he played. I'm not, okay. saying, I'm not. No, no, I'm not saying. No, he didn't play well. Second at all. half, he, he played like shit. All, he was selling balls all day, but he wasn't comfortable. You could tell he was hurt and he wasn't right. As a head coach, I thought maybe everybody wanted to bring Strevelin, just switch up the speed of the game, bring 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 Flacco in. He was it wasn't there yet. Yesterday, bro, listen, his he was not there. Every pass he threw. So then, so then, so then, Tyrone. So that that's my point. My point is this: Mike White, like the whole the next year thing. Mike White, I don't even give a fuck about that right now. I'm talking about this game. What happened? Mike White did not play well. There's two back-to-back -back drives where he was completely off, missing every throw he was throwing. He looked 
just either he's hurt, uncomfortable, whatever it was. Still not Season on the line, you take him out of the game. Like, that's it. That yep. that is what a coach with yep. balls does. Yep. Because this yes. there is, you're not living for another day here, dude. There is no other day. You have two quarters of football to save your season, and that's when you take him out. Like be, be a coach, be a leader. I disagree yep. with that. Yep. Two two I'm, quarters on the line to save your season. I'm trusting Mike ball, White and it, Nacho Flack. I'm trusting Mike White with that. Not Joe Flack. I'm, I'm not putting though. my season he on didn't the line. It's a prime time. It's a prime time. You're pitching to go to playoffs, right? And your quarterback lost his fastball. Do you keep him in the game and watch him get lit up, or do you bring in a reliever? Bring in a reliever. There you go. Yes. Joe Flacco's your reliever. He did not have it. He didn't have it. I saw that in the first half. He, did, he, he just was not there. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the ribs or, or the flag. Jack. I don't know what the problem was, but he did not have it. And I would have made an adjustment probably in the third quarter, giving him, giving him that, and, that one or two drives. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just saying I, I would have wrote it no. out with Mike White. Well, you know, and the further point is to answer people in the chat. If you don't feel comfortable bringing Flacco in, that's an indictment on your head coach and your GM Absolutely. because he, he shouldn't be on your goddamn him. team, Absolutely. which we knew already. That's the other problem with your roster development. You had a quarterback that wasn't pushing Zach Wilson. You had a quarterback that you know wasn't good. He proved to you wasn't good, and that was your guy for the rest of the year. If you, When your season's on the line, other teams bring guys in, right? And, and they didn't even learn from last year. Nope. They, they didn't have a backup last year. They had to trade nope. for Flacco. So they didn't even learn from that. that they did the, the same that, shit again this was, year. And that was the problem, and, and that's the whole issue. You're older, Flacco. If you, if, if you don't trust, if you don't trust Flacco, then you should have him on the team. But I'm telling you, Mike didn't have it yesterday, and I'm not. That's not an indictment on who out. Mike is, because we've seen what Mike has done. But I'm just seeing. I'm watching this guy sell. I'm watching a very accurate quarterback sell balls and miss wide open guys. Yep. That's 100%. not what he does. At that point, I know that he doesn't have it. I'm going to put the next guy in because the next guy gives me yes. a chance to win because there is no fucking tomorrow. I don't care about the Miami game. 100%. That shit don't mean nothing to me now. The season is fucking over. Our and that's, season and is that's, over. And this isn't, and, and for Bullshit. people, like this isn't second guessing because if you watched our stream yesterday, I was saying this real time. Right, prime time. Yeah, I'm not yeah. like like we don't like the one thing we don't do here is we don't we don't sit around like oh yeah we know we do this real shit we have it on film like dude he didn't have it I thought it should have came out he had prime time no I was just gonna say like yes we have it on film and w- what were we saying during what was it the third quarter at Buffalo yep. I never want to see Joe Flacco again yep. he looked fucking but- miserable so it's like uh, that, that was the whole point I was trying to make that like this whole season we've gone from all right Joe Flacco's great after he comes back against the Browns now Zach Wilson comes back now he's the hero plays great against Buffalo all right now he sucks two games in a row against the Patriots now Mike White's the hero Mike White gets hurt we're back to Zach he sucks chance for Strebler like we've gone back and forth all year like the the extremes of it is what I'm just calling out so yeah, the, but, the, but, but but he didn't have listen and listen I'm just saying this right here bro and everyone you have to understand this like I yo y'all know I love Mike White I've been screaming for Mike White all season long him too what I'm saying though what I'm saying yesterday he, he didn't have it so to give me the, listen the best chance to win at that point man I realized listen and, and, and coach you gotta see this you see this guy you know what this guy is you know this guy is accurate as shit he makes the, he gets the ball to the right person he wasn't doing that. Yo, he's not right. He's not ready to go. Let me put the next guy in. You know what I'm saying? He's been out for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get reps. Whatever. Especially I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe he needed to shake off the rust. It's our fucking season. It's but our not season. Even that, but not even that. If it's just, even if the ribs, the pain, the, the, the damage ribs is too much where he's compromised, where he can't complete his passes, can't do whatever. He took a couple, whatever it is. To me, he, he didn't play well. And like, people, like, I'm not writing him off. Like, I, listen, let him play this Sunday. Hopefully he plays well. You want to bring him back next year? Wonderful. I don't care. Like, and I, what I don't think I don't understand is why are their fans happy that Mike White failed? Like, why are you well, so those, happy that he failed? Yeah. Well, well, those I are think, the fans that never wanted to see White to like, begin dude, with. How that just wanted to the, the year. Yeah. Like, like, do people not want to find answers and win games? 
I, I think some people were worried that Mike White was more of like Fitzpatrick, where, you know, if he played well these final two games, like I was bringing up Friday night, not trying to be negative, but like if he played well these two games, you sign him to a long-term extension, and then he has a couple games like this next year, then what do you do? He's had seven starts, no, eight starts. It, 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 I know. I know. And you, know, and you know. You know what the problem is? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this because we're venting tonight. I'm going to say this right here. This, this is no issue out. right here. People would rather, they would rather lose their way to win our way. That's the problem. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, know, you, you, media, break, you 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 want to you want to break down Mike White? I'm gonna break down Mike White for you, really simple. The kid gets no reps, in, really OTAs. He gets no really reps in, in, in training camp. The kid sets all season long as the third quarterback. He comes in and he plays well, better than the, the quarterback that you had that we drafted that didn't have it. That's the problem. He didn't have it because if you really want to be technical, if you wouldn't have lost the two games to New England, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's the problem. This is why this team. Drives me crazy because we got to deal with this type of stupid shit. Well, the and that's just that's just that's what happens team. when you lose, though, man. So then you crazy, go man. the Mike White thing. Mike White doesn't play well. That's a problem. The running game really nets, never gets going. The one change they made was they gave Ty Johnson more opportunities. Who did look good against Jacksonville? He looked yep. physical. He looked explosive. So they gave him some of the you know more reps than usual. But the running game couldn't get going. Prime time. That was a problem. Where it's like you know, you do that. Your play action pass looks a lot better. They tried doing that. They had a couple good runs. They didn't get stopped. Some of the stuff seemed predictable, and the offensive yeah, line just couldn't get in sync, man. Like, they just – they couldn't flex their muscles at the right time, man. It, it just feels like – I remember last year, like, all the reverse end-arounds and shit like that. There hasn't really been any, like, kind of creativity this year. I feel like everything's just been, you know, Berrios in motion and working something off that. There's yep. really been nothing, like, outside the box, you know, creative thinking from LaFleur this year. That, that's the one area I'll give him some critique as far as just his lack of creativity – the inability to produce in the red zone. Like th those are fair critiques of, you know, LaFleur and that's with all quarterbacks this year. Yep. I, and the I slow starts like, too. I, Throw that in there. I, I, I feel like, you know, I think in the first, the first seven games, eight games, you know, we dominated in the fourth quarter. And then I dominated in some kind of way, which is some kind of way when I, to me, and I, I've, I've said this before, it's like when Fant came back, the line and Mitchell went down, the line just went left and it hasn't came back since then. They're not playing with any kind of urgency, any kind of physicality, and then nope. just getting manhandled in the last four or five games. That's why we lost. I mean, if you want to point out anything, Tomlinson, um, all these guys have played bad. They play really, really bad. And the only person I'm not, I'm going to give a little bit of a pass to is Brown because he's playing with an almost dislocated shoulder and he's out there fighting to be done the way he's been done. So that's the problem with the running game. That's why we couldn't run the football. Yeah, I think, I, yo, I, Ty Johnson coming in and, you know, Michael Carter wasn't even getting a lot of carries. So the running game at one point was working, but when the lines, when the line got broke, they didn't fix it. So. No, so you have the running backs didn't get a lot going, which is fine. So you're like, all right, go to the tight end group. Conklin had the big catch, the big play. Uzama, I guess, based on how you look at it, had two drops. But it's just the tight end position to me is I don't, I don't know what happened to Rucker, why they wasn't even active. Like he's just a lost, like a, like a wasted year, like a, like a redshirt year for Rucker, which has like a receiving ability. But the tight end group is either not utilized correctly, and when they are utilized, they drop the ball. They don't they don't complete the plays. You know, it's like. It's just every catch is, is an adventure with them, it seems like. You know, even, even the one that uh, Conklin had, the first one of the game, he almost dropped it. Yep. Yeah, I was Zama, scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, both those balls to Zama hit him in the hands. I, I thought those were catchable passes. He should have had those. And like you said, I have no idea why Rucker at some point this year hasn't seen the field, extended reps, oh. give him a look. You got plenty of rookie mid-round tight ends this year that are making plays. Last night, Isaiah Likely, first touchdown of the game for the Ravens. Like, I, I don't know why we can't incorporate Rucker into this offense somehow, unless he's just not good. Yeah. And, and I want to say this right here, guys. And this this is what really gets me on the floor. And, I, and I'll touch on this real quick with the tight end situation. 
Seattle has been giving up almost 200 or 150 yards to every time they played the last three weeks. Why wouldn't you explore them with that? And I thought that that was going to be the plan. And then you just well, Conklin had like 70 yards. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he had 70, but he should have had garbage time. Or Uzama should have had another 100 or something. And now, you know, I heard you guys were saying that, you know, Uzama dropped the ball. The ball was kind of high, bro. He had to he had to jump and go get that ball. It wasn't, I mean, he touched his hand, but it was up there high. But that, that, that was Catch the problem. The Get paid ten million, catch the ball. If you if you use if you look at the Titans all season long, they have not been used all season long correctly. I have not seen. Listen, the middle of the field. I don't understand why you're running your Titans towards the sidelines instead of running them up the up the up the middle of the field. And that, I think that's that's a problem in the ineffective system with his offense. You know what I'm saying? So the Titans wasn't used correctly, and then Rucker not playing. Listen, the kid is physical. He can block, and he can also he can catch the ball as well. The kid should have got some play. And that's the thing, though. It's like you take it like. The, the selling point of Michael Flora was he takes advantage of mismatches. He's going to maximize the potential and the talent of the guys on his team. And it's not true because the same way the Seattle attacked us, the Jets can attack most teams when you have two tight ends like the ones we have or in the running backs we have coming out of the backfield. Yep. Like this, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So then it's like, well, as a fan, are we overvaluing our players? We can't overvalue them because they're not getting enough opportunities to flourish, right? Like it's just, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. It feels like a lot of these guys are just aren't really being used the right way. You know, you got yep, tight ends that can get open, and you know, and even when they do get open, like we were saying, I mean, sometimes they're even dropping it, so maybe that's why they've stopped featuring them as much. I don't know, but I'm sure we'll get to the receivers next. You got plenty of receivers. Like, where's Elijah Moore? Why does he never get featured? Where were the targets for Garrett Wilson? Like. And the Corey Davis and, drops passes, so it's yeah, like you don't. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and Tyson, Tyson you, you you had the great you had you had a great point. You just said you said that Lafleur um, is supposed to create mismatches. He does create mismatches for himself. Yep. That, that's that's the issue because he doesn't. I mean, and problem. Uh, I really agree with you, man. I think and I've given him credit all season long because I, I think his office does work. <clears throat> I think that he really does not use guys correctly. He does not create mismatches the way we thought he would. Those tight ends are they're both over six two, six three. You can use these guys up the middle, man. You could kill with those guys. And I, I do not understand why that was that was done that way. So, what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yeah, so you look, you look at you know, the wider series disappointing. You expect McGarrett Wilson was over 1,000 yards. Wonderful. That's great. You know, building block for the future. But you look at you look at the offense, and you just see so much potential. And you watch game day, and you're like, why does this look so difficult? Mike White being off doesn't help, but there's still plays weren't there. Like they weren't being scripted right. They weren't, there was no flow in the offense, no rhyme or reason. The passing game has gone backwards for a month now, right? It's been a month. It's it's like, and it's like, it's this isn't like you don't want to look at something in like a a silo, like just one game. They lost five in a row. And a lot of this shit we've seen week in and week out, we have the same questions. And the constant is poor play calling. So if you want to look, and well, other thing too is, and primetime, you mentioned too, 
whenever the Jets make some kind of progress, you guarantee it's going to be a false start or a drop pass. I think, well, who was it yesterday? Was it Dwayne Brown? I think it was. Yep. But it was like, yeah, you get Brown. those dumb penalties, and it's just like, always at the worst time. It's just, they just bite themselves in the ass all the time. Like, right? It's just, and, you just and, wait for it. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I was saying before, uh, you know, about Mike White in the first half, where I, I thought he played decent enough where, you know, I, I was giving him the rest of the game. They were in Seattle territory every single drive. The only time in the first half that they didn't get into Seattle territory was the very last drive because they ran out of time. That's because Berrios couldn't catch the friggin' punt. Yep. So, I mean, the offense was moving the ball, but then, like you said, every time they get across midfield, something goes wrong. Penalty, sack, it's always some bullshit. The last five weeks, it's been the same story. They can't convert once they start moving the ball. They shoot yeah, and themselves even like, in the foot every time. And even like the, the play call from third and four to fourth and four, the third and four call was terrible. And the fourth and four, I know Mike White missed Garrett Wilson, but the play call, you're mm-hmm. like, you just it just doesn't make any sense. There's no flow to it. Nope. It, it, it drives me crazy. So then you go to Mike LaFleur. And, you know, Salah's comments today drove me crazy where he's like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, and this is where Salah to me was like this press conference about him justifying his job, saving his job and saving his staff's job when he's in the middle of a five game losing streak. And the other comment he's, I'll just say now, the other comment that really pissed me off is he kept saying like, you know what, when the dust settles, everybody look back at the season and realize how much we accomplished. Well, that's not true coach. Because when I think back to the 2022 team, I'm going to be like, that's the team that fucking choked and lost five games in a row with these meaningful games in December and completely collapsed and should have cost you your job. I'm not going to give you credit for seven wins when you completely melted down. I'm not going to do that. But even if he does believe that, now's not the time to say it. No. You wait, you, you wait till the end of the year, all the exit interviews, then you say that shit. Right that shit today was 20, Less hour. than 24 hours after a collapse, you don't, you don't say that shit. He's like, no, there's, there's, some real, there's some really cool things. Coach, your team just came out lifeless in back-to-back games. He's online. There's nothing cool about that. Like you're, I don't. I like this is New York, dude. This is New York and New Jersey. We don't tolerate this shit. This is. It's not like he's won. He's had ten winning seasons, and this is the first time he's had a speed bump. No, you weren't good last year as a head coach. You showed some good things. But your team's. In, you're, it's an epic meltdown. Nope. Don't tell me how things are cool and good and bright and all that shit. Not the time, man. Like I was saying before, it's it's him trying to like justify it to himself, to ownership, yeah. to the GMs, to the fan base. Bro, He's trying to buy himself more time. Nobody's buying. Listen, yeah. listen, man, you you can't you can't justify what we've seen, man. Listen, you had you had the last three weeks that you had must win games and you lost all of them, and and the last two games were lifeless. When you know you needed both of those games, they, <clears throat> your only primetime game, you guys you guys come out there you get murdered. Then we go to Seattle. You building. No, you know this is all you have left. And what do you do? You choke. So nah. And especially no, time, but especially when at all. you can't you can't preach all gas, no breaks, and all these things talk about we're in better shape than everybody else. This is why we nope. this is why we have the program. Our program is in place. We know it's not gonna fail. Remember those comments? Yep. Our, our our pro our program our program is too good to fail. Can't preach all gas, no break, and punt on fourth and two. No, I'm from the 40 preach. down by 14. Yo, listen, down two scores pre- in the fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. You're preaching all gas, no break, and you're gonna punt. You, you oh, can't preach all. You Don't can't work. preach all gas, no break when your team come out lifeless. You can't do that. So then you go, you go to Mike Lafleur, which is the play calling. And the thing is, you don't realize, like, like what is, where is the progress this year? Like, where does, what is your, what are you hanging your hat on? You could say Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Other in, than in, that, in individual players. That's all you can really. Garrett use. Wilson hang your before he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, that's Hall, it. Yep. There's, there's little. What else are you, what else are you proud of on offense? You look at the running backs, Brees Hall got hurt. Zonovan Knight was a nice find, did some really good things. The tight end position overall has been a disappointment. The wide receivers overall have been a disappointment. Elijah Moore wanted out. 
didn't play well. Let's just go through the entire offense right now. You're talking about needing at least one tight end probably because you can't trust the two that you have to be anything more than what they are, and you don't know what Rucker is. So you probably need another tight end. Who knows if Elijah Moore is going to be back? Corey Davis could be cut. Barrios could be cut. So you might need at least two receivers. Offensive line, McGovern's a free agent. Fant's a free agent. (laughs) At least two starters, probably three. Dwayne Brown probably retires. Becton, who knows if he's going to be healthy. Like You're talking about redoing almost the entire offense already. But you no, got gets, Garrett but Wilson, better. you got Brees Hall, and you got ABT, ga- and what else? And quarterback. No, but, it, but it gets better. It gets better because the team, in theory to some, is one quarterback away. Okay, well, you've had two years of this staff developing quarterbacks, and what exactly has Mike LaFleur shown you that he could develop a quarterback and develop an offense? He can't. He can't well, do it. So Salah, in order to keep his job, has to fire the coordinator and bring in somebody – Somebody that's a veteran coordinator. Yes. Do, do you think LaFleur's job, though, is tied to the decision that they make at quarterback in terms of who they go after if they bring in a veteran versus drafting another kid? Like, if they draft know. a kid, you, there's you, no way they're going to bring a rookie. No, they're, they're going to have to, nah, they're gonna have to have go veteran quarterback. You know what? Let me you tell you why veteran. they have to go veteran quarterback. Because Salah has to save his job. Salah yeah. does not – he can't so, tell Woody Johnson, you know what, let's draft somebody else. Give me two more years. No. Nope. Nah, you need to win happen. next year. Okay, so, listen, so then does it depend listen. on which quarterback you get as far as whether or not LaFleur stays? Like, if you get a quarterback that can thrive, like a Derek Carr in a West Coast offense, does that make sense to keep LaFleur as opposed to Lamar Jackson or somebody like that? I have no faith in I have no faith in this. Like, I mean, to me, this to me, the first step you make at the end of the season, or, you fire, or, you fire or the quarterback if, coach. Or if you you're keeping him. Zach, do you want him to learn a, another system going into year three? Who cares? To me, it's Zach's irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. It depends on it. It depends on how they're viewing the quarterback position. Yeah. If in their minds they still think Zach's part of their future, they might not want him to learn. Yeah, but, no, but, but there's but, sorry, but you know, listen. There's no way that Salah right now thinks Zach Wilson's the future. Are you going to pin? You're a head coach going into a playoff mandate year next year, which if not, Woody Johnson's clueless. They have to win games next year. Are you going to put your head coaching career in New York with Zach Wilson as your quarterback next year? Nope. Absolutely not. No, there's, there's no, no living way in hell Sal's gonna do that. But no what, what what if what if they can't get the, the top three? Like you know, Rogers, Carr, Lamar Jackson, if those guys Sit. aren't available. It's, not my problem. It's like, like coming back with a, a mid-level veteran. So there's a good chance you might end up seeing Zach Wilson at some point. Even, even if he's not your starter, you might end up seeing him at some point. But so but the still I still don't you don't have so that's gonna be Salah's choice is to keep LaFleur one more year and double down on him and saying I have faith in him to develop an offense and to run an offense. So that that could be your excuse. We have the right guy. We have the wrong quarterbacks. That's going to be the excuse for the floor. Nah, that's, that's His offense is good, but the quarterbacks no are the problem. But really, I mean, if we're being honest, hasn't the quarterback just played bad in one game? In terms nah, of starts it, it, that, that weren't made by Zach in this offense? It, it, I mean, we, yeah, listen, we've had it, one bad game from a quarterback not named Zach in this nah, offense. I, I mean, listen, I, mean, I, I want to say this right here. Listen, I, I don't I, I don't feel like the floor is, is the whole problem here. I, I think it's the fact that everything is lined in together. I do I do think that quarterback play has been So the bad. floor is not the problem. So who I, I, that, Zach Wilson's failure to develop is on who? I think he's no, I a mean, problem, but not the biggest problem. Pro- yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's, the biggest, who's not, the biggest problem on offense? Quarterback. Quarterback. By far. The quarterback. Yep. So then, so then, Mike Mike White having a problem in the red zone is him or Lafleur? I mean, Barrios dropping a ball obviously affects yeah. that. So what about yesterday? I mean, they didn't even get in the red zone. That's <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, all Mike White. So that all the Jets have scored two touchdowns. What? But, but that's what I'm saying. Nine points they, in two they, weeks. Is I'm that the saying the quarterback. I'm saying they've had what eight nine games without Zach Wilson, right? Right. They, they they've passed the ball and moved the ball pretty well in almost all those games except yesterday without Zach Wilson. So okay. maybe it is just a quarterback thing. So the Jets, if the Jets can't score points, it's just on the quarterback. 
No, I mean, listen, you, you factor They're horrific in the red zone. I'm saying that's not everybody. You have drop passes, you have fumbles, like everybody's fucking up. So then in your world, everybody comes back next year, roll the floor, we have no problems. Just get a quarterback. I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, what, I mean, what do you what do you think solves the offense faster, a quarterback or a new system with the same? Well, the, pro- the problem I think the Jets are going to have is that anybody that's going to talk to Salah in the back of their heads, be like this guy's on the hot seat. Why am no, I going to go to New well, York he's and not coach under Salah? He's not. Right, think about it. Like just like like and I and I'll say I wanted Frank Reich. I, Frank Reich was high on my list, but then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, why would Frank Reich come here? Because if the Jets don't play well next year, the staff is all getting fired. Salah's out of here. So do you want when Frank Reich is making a shitload of money, right? And it is a reputable guy. I respect the guy. With the Colts had a quarterback problem all over the place. They all sucked. Do you want do you want to resurrect your career at New York with your hot with your head coach on the hot seat? Probably not. Do you want stability? Probably, I mean, if, if, if you, you're not getting nobody, you're not getting anybody credible coming in when you know someone's on the hot seat. So the problem is, if you plan on changing the coordinator, you're probably gonna change the head coach as well because you have to get some kind of stability. Why would you? Why, why would Frank Reich anybody? That that's 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 really a solid OC come in knowing that you you know what I'm saying you're on a hot seat that makes no sense. And I'm just and telling listen, you based on what we heard today, Sal is not firing Lafleur. No, no, he's money. not. He's not going. He's I not going to so fire. Then, him. But so then you know I, what happens? I would then? fire my offensive line coach. Though. I would fire him. No, but then you know what needs him. to happen. If Salah is going to double down and stay, this is my staff. I feel great about them. Then either Joe Douglas or Woody Johnson is going to have to say, "Listen, man." You can't end the season on six losses and bring everybody back and say everything is perfect when it's not, because we could see it's not fine. Like, don't you think? Like, you got to like the quarterback coach could be fired for this point. I mean, what is it? The quarterback should be fired anyway. I mean, I'm saying like how? So where does so I'll ask prime time. Do you think that's the case where Salah is going to say nobody's getting fired? Is that the responsibility of Joe Douglas, who is above him? That's who Salah reports to, right? That's the structure. Does Joe Douglas say, "Listen, man, you've got to make changes. This is unacceptable." You either mandate changes or you tell Salah that if you really feel comfortable with these guys, kind of like we were saying yesterday, the conversation that should have happened with Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas, if these are your guys and you feel comfortable with them, then you're going down with them. Like if, yes, if the offense doesn't work and we've got to make a change with LaFleur, like you're going down with him too. Like we're cleaning house. And I, I like I was saying also, I think that conversation should be had with Woody to Joe Douglas in terms of Salah. You know, if you've got a chance, potentially, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this more with like Sean Payton, the yep. rumors about Harbaugh today. If you got a chance to get one of those guys, you can't fuck around. Make that nope. shit happen. But they if had you a chance can't, at Harbaugh last time they didn't go after I, him. I know. Yeah. But I'm saying, though, like, you're not going to fire Salah to bring in another first-time head coach, right? No, you're not doing that. Nope. No, so, absolutely. So, so, okay, so, so chances are he's going to get another year. So, like, if I'm Woody, I'm, I'm telling Joe Douglas, like, you know, if you're willing to ride things out with Salah and you, you don't want to make a move, then, like, you guys are all tied together. Like yep. you're not going to get a chance. You to imagine they coach. bring back you, the you same exact staff next year. They might. They might. Yeah, I mean, Salah's a loyal dude, man. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but he's loyal, dude. He's, at, he's not going to fire them. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, listen, it, it's a playoff mandate already. So you know that's coming out the gate. So if you're yeah, but, riding, but it's, it's if a you're playoff horses to him. But but at some point, if Salah is not going to hold people accountable, isn't it Joe Douglas responsible to say, "Listen, man, you've loot, you're loot, you've lost what five in a row." Well, you know, all these games, your team collapsed. There's a lot of mistakes, a lot of problems. How are you, like, how is anybody being held accountable? You can't be complacent and be like, it's okay, right? There's got to be some, there has to be changes somewhere, dude. There has to be. And- well, they're going to justify it by saying that they met expectations. The expectations this year were to win seven or eight games. They're going to win seven or eight games. But you lost we five met expectations. straight, though. But see, see, you know, see this, my, my problem is this. Expectations change once you got six and three and seven and four. Because uh, yeah. Not even that. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. 
The fucking reason why this staff came in here is to develop and mold a young team. Right now, after two years, they have not developed the quarterback. Period. Zach Wilson isn't it. Zach Wilson regressed. He's damaged goods. So now people are saying, well, if Sean Payton's here, he can he can help Zach Wilson grow. What the fuck is Salah here for? What is this staff here for? And, and then so Salah today, and Salah today saying, you know what? Look Daniel what happened Jones. with Daniel Jones. Oh, I was just going you know to bring you know, that up. I was just going to bring that up. You dumb fuck. You know what happened with Daniel Jones? They hired an offensive-minded head coach who knows how to groom a goddamn quarterback. Something you can't do. With so a he actually made himself look fucking stupid. Was, with a yeah, proven comment, track yo, record of developing Josh idiots. Allen over four years. Yep. That comment, look that, how that, he that developed comment, Josh Allen. That comment that's, killed me. That comment killed me today. Because that's exactly what the problem Daniel Jones got a coach. Bingo. Larry, you hit it. You didn't. You didn't. Listen. I, I don't think he realized what he said. Like, he, as he dude, said he, he exposed himself. Yeah. Yep. yep. He did. He did. Bro, Tyson, in, in prime time. Listen, I know he didn't mean to say that. You know what I'm saying? He said no, he's calculated, dude. He, he thought he was trying to be all cute and shit. It, it, it was the truth of what he said, though. Listen, but the problem is you try you try to develop something that that's your responsibility. Listen, you're going into the whole season, and, and this is my problem. That when we when we had the expectation that we wasn't gonna win this year, I was fine playing Zach. Once you saw that this team was better than what you thought it was, you stopped playing the young kid. The problem is you didn't ride that out. What you did was you thought that you had a better team than what you had because you you got out coached. You got out coached three or four games, and he was the problem. If anyone else Patriots game, if we had to pull Zach and put Mike White in, we would be having a different conversation right now. It's the problem. He's the but see. Hold on, and then and it is Dave, and I love you, dude. I don't think it's all coaching. You need playmakers. Most important position is quarterback, and the Jets don't have one. And listen, the, first off, the Jets do have playmakers. They weren't maximizing their potential. Secondly, like I said earlier with Frank Reich, why would he want to come here, man? Because Sal is on the hot seat, dude. There is no way. As a quarterback that, coach? He's a former coach. He's he should be an offensive coordinator taking, at least. He's not taking at that, least. bro. Listen, he's not taking that. Because, listen. You, you don't think he gets a head coaching job if he turns around Zach Wilson as quarterback coach? Dude, I don't think nobody's being brought in here to save Zach Wilson. They're going to be brought in here to win games and save Salah's okay. job. Exactly. I think Zach Wilson's, Zach Wilson's an afterthought at this fucking point. Yep. So. Yeah, I, you know, and that's I, I think I think we all think that. I, I don't know if Salah and Douglas dude, think that. Dude, there's no way, dude. There is no way that Salah and Douglas are saying, you know what, Zach is our guy. Next year is his year. There's no way. They're not going to put their careers on it, man. They uh, know. Dude, the, first of all, the team doesn't respect him. The players don't respect him. And they let, and, and, and their infinite wisdom, they let this team embarrass him by the way this team embraced Mike White and shunned Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, if anything, if he was smart, would ask for a trade. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't even want to be here. I want to change the senior because you know what? It's the media hates me. The fans hate me. The team doesn't even like me. I don't give a shit what nice things you say about me. I want to be out of here. I wouldn't blame him one bit. I think I think it'd be smart at this point. Get the hell out of here. Man. Probably what Gina was telling him after the game when they when they Did were hugging him out for twenty seconds. And you know what you say? And Zay sat. You know what, Zach? Fuck out of you New York. What? Go to a team with a legitimate coaching staff. Go with yep. go with McVeigh. Go with some kind of offensive minded coach that will actually work with you. Look what McVeigh did with Baker Mayfield in two games. That was a whole different quarterback. You, so you gotta. This is a win now. This so is a they, they, the only thing they're gonna sell next year. This is a win now team. You gotta have. You gotta have a veteran quarterback in. You have I'm to. Telling you, if you're raising if you tickets, if you if you don't get nobody like Carr, Carr Garoppolo in the in this building, I don't know who else you could go get. That's gonna be because listen, you're not getting Lamar Jackson. Please stop saying that shit. It's not happening. Nope. Like, it's be for real with I that. I mean, know. seriously. And, and I, I don't think Carr's realistic. I think Carr's probably the best quarterback for us. I don't think they'll get Carr either. But I mean, we're going to have one. He's gonna, he's gonna go, but, he'll be. But the, but before we can go to the whole quarterback thing for next year, we'll go to the defense now. So the defense yesterday, you know, the game starts you're down seven nothing right at the bat, and you're like, okay, this here's this this top five defense that Salah is so proud of. Like, I don't. 
like, the way he talked about the defense, they thought they were Chicago Bears, right? The, 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 yep. the 85 Bears, and, you know, the, the the new age Ravens. I mean, what does he talk like? Does Salah realize they're losing five games in a row? Does, does he think this is okay? Like, why does he think everything is okay and this is fine? Like, you don't realize how good things really are. Your defense yesterday, again, started off slow in the first half. They got better in the second half, but the damage is already done. The light was taken out of the team. They were uninspired. Right, prime time. Like, I, I, I can't keep justifying the defense, like doing what they've been doing the last few weeks. Like, like at the you end of games, like, them. at the end of games, we, nope. we keep saying, like, all right, you know, they they kept them in it. If the offense put up points, the Jets had a chance. They should have been able to win it. The defense ultimately did their job, but no, like that's not enough anymore. Like nope. the, we saw in the first half of the year, they have more than enough talent. You've got two shutdown corners, and you've got playmakers on your D line, and somehow you can't. Oops. We lose prime time. <laughs> yeah, we lost prime time. But <laughs> back to what he was saying. Though. No, but 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 Tyron, just to, just go to, to, to like we did a game preview, and since the bye, let's be honest, teams know how to attack our defense. Yes, sir. they know how to attack it. You're not going to attack Sauce. You're not going to attack Reed. You're going to worry about the. You're going to work worry about Carl Lawson on the edge, and then you're going to say, you know what? Attack the safeties. Attack the linebackers. Yep. That's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to attack like the, 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 the exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars did is exactly what the Seattle Seahawks did. Yes, sir. Because you know what? They know how to attack. So Salah had ten days to figure out how to offset that, and they didn't do it. And, and, and listen, and the biggest thing about it is everyone knows if you get if you double team and Quinn and you run the ball up the gut, they're not stopping the run. And they're not running to the outside. They're running straight up the gut, and they're getting chunk yards every single play. Like I said, there's no adjustments being done, and that's the problem. I mean, when you have something, I don't know if the game plan is just so simple. They don't figure out that you need to make adjustments in game. I mean, I know that they were doing why a great job at halftime. When you have shut down corners, like I understand Salah's principles, but prime time to go. Just, to you, that's though. just what I was gonna say before I got cut off. Like Rex Ryan blitzed. I mean, how many percent of the time? Like fifty percent of the time, like some games. Yeah. He didn't have the kind of studs that we nope. have now on the D line. Like he didn't have a Quinn Williams on that defensive line, and he still found ways to generate pressure. And for whatever reason, like I don't know why, Salah is just he, he's, he's stubborn. stubborn. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. he's stubborn with just rushing four and playing coverage to death. He yep. he doesn't get off of that. You'll see a and few, you know, a few blitzes here and there. They don't it's, it's, funny, with that. it's funny where you hear self, uh, Salah mm. say he self scouts and self evaluates. It's blatantly obvious since the buy the teams looked at the first half of the season, figure out what the Jets are doing, and say, yep. okay, here's how we're going to counter. Here's where we we'll go after yep. it. And Salah didn't adjust. And the thing is too, it's yep. like if you want to play that little zone four man whatever in between like the thirties, you know, you get that, whatever you want to do that. But once you get to like the thirty five yard line, all right, we got to start unloading our off. We got to start unloading Bryce Huff. Who played what eight snaps again, which is completely yep. ridiculous. Yep. Like was it 14 combined the last two weeks for him? Ridiculous. Yep. Yep. And it's just Incredible. I don't know. The defense, and, and and I'll keep saying it. When you're watching the defense like this, the first half, you want to see solid just make a change, take over play calling, something, and he doesn't do it. It's horrible. He's no listen, like you said, it's no, it's no in-game adjustments. It's no in-game adjustments. And, and that's the problem. And your linebackers can't really cover. And your and your safety was hurt. You probably should have been in it there anyway. Slow. And they yo, they look tired. Yo, absolutely. This they look sluggish. They listen, they came out with zero effort. And and I'm gonna tell you this right here. And I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I can't justify Lawson getting 17 million a year. I just can't. No. Not from what from what I've seen from him this season, bro. I I'm I'd Tyrone, 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 let me ask Tyrone, let me ask you a question. I, I asked Tyson this yesterday. Which free agent contract that Joe Douglas has signed over the last three years, which player has exceeded what they're actually getting paid right now? DJ Reed. <sighs> other yeah, other than him. Is there anybody? Reed. <sighs> is there no. really anybody other than him? 
George Fant, he maybe could have said the first two years, but he's been terrible this year. Lost that seven sacks, right? Seven um, sacks right now? Yeah. For 15 million. Uh, Two million a sack. Corey Davis, no. Lawson, no. Oh, Tomlinson, no. no. McGovern, no. Whitehead, maybe, no. Maybe, Fant, no. Maybe, Whitehead, maybe, no. Maybe, maybe rank his this last this last this this year right here, but not the first year for sure. Um, nobody other nobody really? other than DJ Reed, nobody. Because I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm sitting there watching these guys play, and it's like, yo, listen, it's been you know he's had an amazing draft, but free agent wise, I John Franco Myers. John Franco Myers is a good is a good player, but look what is he making like 15 million a year? What's what's his what's something, million, something yeah. like 12? He, he's something yeah, like 12, up, 13 he, up there. Yeah. He's up there though. He's up there. He's up there. Yeah, he's up there. More than McGovern solid, but is he can, McGovern's also gonna be gone? I think. Yeah, I think he's a free agent as well. You can maybe throw McGovern in there. He's been okay. Well, but, the, the line's been so, – tell you one thing. I, can, you, can you name a line player that he bought in that, that you're happy about? No. You, you uh, want to go back to some of the debates we were having in the offseason three years ago when uh, – what's his name? Trent Williams was available and Conklin was available. Absolutely. You, you had all the cap space in the world to solidify that offensive line. And you had Tristan Wirf sitting there. You take Becton. So much for the offensive line. Guru. So and and, and to your point, Triton, when they brought in players, like I'll admit, I like Conklin, I like Uzama, I liked all these things. We expected a lot different. But you know what? I'm a fan, and I don't give out the contracts. So you know how you're evaluated as a general manager who gets paid gazillion dollars a year to do this job by your wins and your losses, and by the how the players are performing based on the value. Now Joe Douglas was smart in terms of he has quick outs with these contracts. So now you can get out of the loss and deal. Get out of the Corey Davis deal. But <laughs> wasn't that the exact same conversation we were having with Mike McCagnan, though? Oh, he structures these deals where you can get out from underneath them. Yep. But like where was where was the foundation being built? All that money that was but, just constantly being recycled and wasted. But, but, You're not building anything. We didn't have the Tremaine Johnson thing. He didn't the, have the that problem, kind of contract. Listen, the, the only the one not thing yet. I will say Thomason, the one thing the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say about the one thing I will say about Joe Douglas is is his draft his, his last two drafts have been out, knock knockout punches. And that's Wait, hold last on. two? Last, last two? Last two drafts? Last two. Last two? Last two, really? Wanna try that again? Oh, well, one and a half. <laughs> I'm counting AVT in that, man. I'm counting AT, AT, yeah, AVT and that. what else? What else? Yeah. Do we know I, what Elijah I, Moore is right hey, now? Listen, Do we know? Listen, we don't like like Michael Carter's regressed. I'm going to count AVT, baby. You leave me That's alone with player. that. So I'm going to give you AVT and Michael Carter, the cornerback. Yeah. Michael Carter, the running back, right now looks like just another guy, unfortunately. He, he looked great his rookie year, looked great early in the year. I don't know what's happened since. Maybe he's hurt. Yeah. But yeah, other than other than those guys, I mean, what do you have from that? Because draft? the problem with Cagna was it's not your first two round picks that you get up the first two rounds. It's your depth in the later it's rounds where you build it. So when you cut guys like Lawson, you could bring in Michael Clemens or Jermaine Johnson or whatever else. But I mean, Joe Douglas's resume, if you're looking at it now, what we thought was going to happen, what we what did happen, it's not pretty, dude. It's not. This, this draft, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner are saving, saving Joe Douglas a lot of fucking embarrassment right now. He might have saved his job. If, 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 if you missed on the head coach and quarterback and you don't have this past draft, yep, I don't know. this class saved his ass big time. Let me ask you a question though. Like when I was talking about Lawson, do you think like Johnson and Clemens? I'm gonna tell you this watch them yesterday. Them guys look really good on the field together. So why not why why not put them on the field with, with Quinn out there as well? There, there, there was there was does. that one series where the backup D line looked better than the starters. Yep. They made like Yo, two or three exactly. plays in a row. She was yeah. time. Exactly. You know and, 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 and it was Solomon Thomas. Imagine them being there with Q. You know I, I listen, I'm I'm not the head coach. I'm just I'm just a, I'm just a fan. But watching what I'm watching, man, listen I'm, you, listen, we had what 21 million, 22 million in cap money. So you want to resign all these guys, you want to get Derek Carr in there, you better figure some shit out, bro, because you this team needs a lot of work and it wasn't have, that way they have they have a lot of questions you look at special teams i mean Braden man's horrific braxton listen can, can we why is he still on the team 
I, yeah, I heard someone say that yesterday. Like, yo, why is he still safe? But you know, a better question. A better question worse. is the better question is they never even brought in competition for him no, in training nope. camp. They didn't nope. even bring in competition. They were so content with him that, like, you know what? He's our guy. That's it. No competition. Nothing. You want to bring Kyle on to talk about the punters and kickers? They didn't do shit. All training camp. They didn't do anything. You was like, yo, you said about like, like about a, maybe last year. You like, yo, he's good for a shank a game, bro. You know what I've been watching? He's good for a shank a game. Morstead was the best guy they had last year. They cut him, and when he went somewhere else, was special teams player of the month. Yep. So, I mean, overall, the game is a ridiculous disappointment, and I don't like. It's just you're playing. You're playing Miami next week. I don't even give a shit. I'm going. I'm going to drink. I'm a good time. I don't care if they win or lose. I don't care about. I don't care about draft. I don't care about this. So the topics today, and everybody obviously wanted to listen to Joe Benigno and see what he had to say because he was going to go off the rails. And I thought Joe blew it because not Joe blew it, but Joe blew it. <laughs> that to bring up Rex Ryan, you could not ask for a worse guy to come back to this team because Rex couldn't develop quarterbacks either. No. Like that's not the answer. Like he couldn't listen. develop quarterbacks and he couldn't find an offensive coordinator. I and his defense know. couldn't close out games. <laughs> but it's like yeah. this this thing now, it's like to me, it's all about the offense and finding a quarterback and Matt, returning this team to the levels of the NFL. You're watching tonight, you got Bengals Bills, two high flying offenses. So to me, Rex Ryan isn't the guy for that. That's not that's not that's not the answer. We all love Rex and the the championship run, the two championship games, all that stuff. That's it. But Time has passed, man. That's not yep. that's not Rex, Rex will always have a special place in my heart. I'm always Hell grateful yeah. for those two years. Not the answer. Like, Hell yeah. I, I love him to death, but completely agree. Like there's no reason to go back. I mean, he got a second chance in Buffalo. It was the same thing as his uh last four years with the Jets. It, there's no reason to go backwards with that shit. Uh, I love Rex, but um now it's time to move on. And, and I'm, listen, I mean, I don't know if Sal's the guy or not, but uh, I, you can't keep you can't keep just throwing band-aids over problems. This thing needs to be fixed, man. And then this the problem that gets me more than anything is I really thought we were here. Like I really thought this was our, we were gonna make the playoffs. Like to, to tell me we're gonna lose five games in a row. Like yeah, but, I, but, I here, here's the, but here's the but here's the thing, Tyrone. Here's the thing. If you took this current team, this this year's team, and you gave it to Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, playoffs. Is this is this a playoff yeah. team? Yes. Oh, all the way around, playoff team. Yeah. Sean so, Payton, bro. Listen, we're competing. We're, we're, we're competing for a title. So that's Sean the thing. Payton. So now, like, I listen. I don't think I don't think Woody Johnson has any balls. He will not fire Salah. But if he did have a spine, he would he would call Sean Payton. I agree. I agree with everybody saying that is a guy. To me, this is just. So, like, ha, ha, how do you make that happen though, without like stepping on toes? I mean, Joe to Douglas it. is supposed to be your football guy, and you've got this new line of command where it's you know head coach to GM to owner. I mean, how do you just? Say all right, fuck it. it. I'm I'm if, getting back in football you, operations, and I'm calling up a head coach if, that I like. If That's you life, if dude. you fire if you fire you hiring Sean Payton, you firing Joe D anyway. Yeah, exactly, but I'm saying like probably. But, th- and but, then, is, but then what if you don't get him? Then what? Happens? But see, the thing is, to me, this is very similar because I'm an older fan. This is very similar to when the Jets needed that legitimate culture change, credibility, respect. Like because when you had when you had Cotite, they had they had talent. They were yeah. out of shape, undisciplined, and weren't coached well. Parcells came in and immediately nine and seven, they should make the playoffs, but everything changed immediately. Everybody's held accountable. You knew talent was being maximized like that. That's Sean Payton, dude. That is it. And furthermore, Sean Payton would groom your quarterback. You know, you're going to have a play caller there. That's going to have your shit in check. So whether it's Derek Carr, whoever it is, if you bring in Derek Carr, let Zach Wilson sit and watch for you. I don't give a shit. You know, your, your team is going to be on another level. If that means you got to give up a first round pick. I don't care, man. First round picks, not the problem. The hundred million dollars or whatever he's probably going to get—that's yeah. the problem. That yeah, Woody Johnson, Woody Johnson, 
Woody Johnson won't pay that. That's the problem. That's the problem. But listen, he's the one coach that you need to turn this organization around. I'd even do Harbaugh, dude. Yeah, me too. I'd do Jim Harbaugh, too. I wouldn't care. We wanted Harbaugh two years ago. We wanted him four years ago. I mean, And and, and Woody Johnson won't do it. But other than that, it's like I'm not firing solid to bring another first-time head coach to take a chance. You know, you need proven commodities. You need two proven commodities. One a head coach, one a quarterback. That's what you need right now to change this around. Yeah, what's going on in Buffalo, man? Somebody uh, was getting stretched off. Yeah, and see who was down. That's terrible. Who was it? Who's the player? I, I, I don't no, even I, know. I just I just see everybody like on the field like praying and shit. Yeah, everybody's so. yeah. It must Hopefully be it must right. be really bad. It's been a while, man. It's been yeah. It's been like five minutes they haven't run yeah. a play. Probably longer than that. But the thing is now it's like that's where they're all. Everybody wants people fired. Like I think if Sean Payton did come here, Joe Douglas would be gone because Sean Payton's going to want full to, control. You want full exactly. Probably, yeah. you want full control. And, and Harbaugh listen. could too, to be honest with you. Harbaugh could say, you know what, I want a lot more power too. I want to stay on personnel. So it's kind of twofold prime time where it's like, all right. Is Woody Johnson willing to pay them? And is Joe Douglas willing to concede some personnel power as well, which he probably won't want to? I, I, I think Tyrone's dead on with that. If you've got a chance to get Peyton or Harbaugh, like they're coming in and you're completely cleaning house and they're doing yeah. things their way. And, exactly. and I'm completely fine with that if you can yep. make that happen. But again, like, do you make that phone call and then it doesn't work out? And then what's the what's the feeling like in the building with Douglas what's and Salah? What's the replication? Like, exactly. exactly. Yeah, after that, it's so, a whole different kind of problem. Listen, if you make that phone call, that phone call better work. So whatever number he says he wants. You know it's going to leak. You know it's going to leak. They're going to use the Jets to up their contract somewhere else if they don't sign here. So Apparently Hamlin collapsed on the field on doing CPR. Oh, shit. Hamlin? Damn. 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 That's crazy. That's fucking sad, man. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, so we haven't seen that. So, um, and and listen, this is the other thing, too. Well, I see Sean Payton. I think the Cowboys' job has always been his dream job, but the Cowboys are, you know, they're on their – you know, they're on the way here. Yo, so hey, Jerry Jones is not hiring nobody like Sean Payton. That's gonna tell him, like, look, man, I don't care what you say. Sit your ass down. Let me do my. Let yeah, me do he Jimmy do. Johnson, dude. Yeah. He, he don't give a fuck. Dude hired Sean Payton. Yeah, and he fired Jimmy Johnson too. The only way that happens though is if uh, <laughs> McCarthy loses like first round this year. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I think I think Sean Payton's gonna. I just don't think I don't think Woody Johnson was you know is willing to do any of that. He's, he's gonna be like, you know what? This is on Joe Douglas to make a decision, and will Joe Douglas hold Salah accountable? We you know I don't know if they're gonna do that or not. I mean, let's. Listen, the, the sad part is, man, like five weeks ago, we weren't even having this conversation. We weren't even thinking like this. Nope. You, you see how fast this, this changed. And, and this is the thing that gets me, man. Like, you know, and I'm not I'm not making a statement, same old Jets, because it ain't the same old Jets. No, it is. But, but this feeling, this <laughs> feeling is not? the same. No, this is the same old feeling. Because, you know what I'm saying, we got more talent than we ever had on this team you know, in a really long time. You know, you know what the real sad part is? Like, looking back five weeks ago, the genuine feeling that I had was that this was the team finally getting over that rebuild hump that we've been in for like 10 years. And the thought was always, as we were accepting all this losing, that once you finally got over that hump, you were going to be back year after year. You'd have your head coach in place. You'd have your quarterback in place. You'd have an an established core that would be back year after year and you'd be competing for championships. And like, as soon as we got over that hump, as soon as we uh, beat Buffalo, it's been downhill ever since. And now you yep. just you question everything. Yeah. Every facet of this team, old, every facet of this organization, you question right now. Same old Jets kind of end to the season. And then you look yeah. at that they try to raise they raise ticket prices too when, during the winning streak. Yep. Which is embarrassing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's crazy. It, it sucks because we're really thinking that we're gonna move forward and, and things are changing and we're, we're getting back to something different. And it was right back to the same results. Man. I mean, like, we lost five games in a row, and then we lost two games that we had to have to make the playoffs. That's all we wanted, bro. You made the playoffs. Out. It came out flat to boot, dude. Flats, that's flats. that's the more concerning thing about all this. 
So I guess the last thing is whoever's going to Miami, let me know because I'm going to tailgate and party. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy, Tyson. You deserve it, bro. Enjoy yourself. I'm going to just have a great time, man. Now it's like no stress. Tickets are cheap as shit. Just have a good time, and oh. that's it. So tomorrow night we will have callers on. I think that should be nice and calm, right? Absolutely. Tomorrow's going to be on a different level. It's going to be a different level of pain tomorrow, buddy. I'm telling you. Tomorrow, so we'll do all the viewers come on tomorrow night, and we'll see what all your uh, thoughts are. And I guess prayers with Hanlon, man. I go check out Super Mario. Yeah, yo, it ain't looking good, bro. They, they, they're still doing CPR. On I, I got to call you out, Tyson, for something. Go for it. What happened to your birthday? It's not on Facebook. It's not on Twitter. I always knew you were like somewhere in the twenties on well, December. You know what happened? You know what? I'll, I'm like, I'll, wait, I'll, I'll it answer never, that. It never popped up. Yo, it happened. never popped up on my phone either. Though, yeah, bro. Well, you know, like, you know, know what happened? What happens is when you have people. Now I feel like shit. What happens okay. when people stalk you on social media and, and creep you out and do a lot of weird things? You got to make changes so they don't know where you're. What about your family, your job, and anything else? So that's that's, yeah. that's the one part of bad part about doing this kind of channel is you have stalkers and you have weirdos and just, I just legitimate wanted to make sure idiots. Jack could wish you a happy belated birthday. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's the that's why I had to I had to scrub a lot of shit off my fucking uh, Yo, I shit wonder because why I have fucking stalkers now. And it didn't pop up on my. It didn't normally pop up on my thing. It didn't pop up. I didn't even think about it, bro. Appreciate it. Every day, like late December, I'm like, wait, one of these days is Tyson's birthday. I'm like, yep. I had to fucking change shit up, dude. Thanks to fucking this, the the world that we live in. So, good times. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate that. Yo, man. So, we will talk to you all you guys tomorrow night. And uh, hopefully this player is okay. So, see you guys later. Man, pray for Hampton, bro. Yeah, praise, man. Oh, my God. It's crazy, bro. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.